Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here with Brad, who's never been more wrong about the Cowboys in his whole life, but we'll talk about that later. Brad, you what's up, dude? You didn't say nothing <laughs> about an opening like that. What the f- <laughs> Just coming at you, striking right away. We are going to disagree. We are. And that's, you know what, we Thank disagreed you. last year, and I ended up being right, and I feel like I'm going to be right again, so I'm just trying to warn you not to be so brutal on the Cowboys. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a hater. Um, we'll talk about the Cowboys in a I'm going to come but... off as a hater big time. I'm going to say this is uh, NFC East pod. This is the last breakdown. It's it's crazy that we busted them all out. We had a couple of megasodes in there, um, but we've reached it. Next week, we're going to do – this is bonkers. We're going to do bold predictions, and two days later, it's kickoff. So, bold predictions might start on this pod right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so we got bold predictions next week after the division breakdowns are complete. Um, maybe, uh, it'll be a good time to give some last minute changes if we, if we decide to do that on divisions. Um, and you know, obviously we have kickoff and then the following Sunday. So NFL kickoff Sunday, we are doing the live show as always. We're back for another season of that. We are very excited. Last year was our first season using Spotify live. Definitely think it was the way to go. Um, you guys can interact in the chat. It's real time chat. So we see it as it's uploaded. And that was definitely uh, a success last year. We're going to do that again. Audio only, unfortunately. That's the only bad thing. And maybe as Spotify Live grows, we'll be able to eventually get some uh, some some picture for you. But as of right now, audio only on Spotify Live. If you have not, please download Spotify Live. Spotify Live. It is free, completely free. And then I will post on the Facebook pages where you guys can follow us. And I'll also post it in the links as well. Uh, if you follow either me or Brad, you will see the... Uh, you will see the podcast come up automatically as long as you follow us that we're in a room in recording. Uh, outside of that, Brad, anything to add? No, I do not have anything to add. I'm uh, excited for football. I mentioned to you briefly before the pod here that uh, I had a guest come up to me at work, customer, if you will. And uh, he asked me, he said, who's going to win the Ohio State Notre Dame game this weekend? And I was like, just to hear somebody asking me about a live game that matters coming up in the, I know it's just college this weekend, but we know it all comes together in waves here. So it's just nice to know that we made it. We've endured the long months. Um, them bastards at FIFA done pushed the world cup into the winter. So I didn't have that, you know, we all survived and now football's here last breakdown. I'm just very excited for the season to get rolling. So the one thing, um, that if you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching the, the recorded on Spotify, uh, Brad has this nice little mustache going on. You want to oh. talk about, you want to talk about the stash? Yeah, I guess I can. Um, so it was probably like a month or two ago. I started growing my hair out up top. I kind of liked what was going on with it, but, um, you know, my facial hair is growing out. I was getting kind of messy and we had a volleyball tournament coming up with some fantasy drafts and, I was just going to shave it clean off, but every once in a while, you know, as a man, when you're shaving your face, you'll try handlebars sometimes, a bottom, you, you do whatever, you just bloody shops, just put all sorts of stuff on there, and man, I got to the mustache, and dang it all, I liked it, I actually, it was like the first time I wasn't just like goof around, I was like, yeah. oh no, this could, so I shaved everything but the mustache, and of course, you're going to get a couple people here that are like, hey, do you own a van without the windows out front, you know, like, you know, the old creeper stuff, but it was a big hit with all the boys, the the friends and stuff. Everyone says it was working, and 
I thought it kind of was too. So I actually, everything else is kind of growing back and it looks a little weird. The mustache is longer than the rest. It's a mess right now, but you know, we got to button it up before football season, you know, Brad will become Brad M. Schefter and we'll button it up and we'll get it all working right. But you know, we gotta, you gotta have a little fun in your summers. You don't want to rush them. Yeah. Uh, Emma had brought it up to me. That's why I had to ask you. She's yeah, like, is Brad yeah, growing the stash? I'm like, he's got the stash going on. I did, I did have it going on this weekend. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to talk NFC East, but why don't you why don't you kick us off with a little bit of Jimmy G. Bring us up to speed what's going on there and uh, go yeah. right into your opinions because that's, we're, that's our only side topic today is Jimmy G. Yeah, so uh, I don't know all the details of the deal. I just know he's the highest paid backup quarterback and he mm-hmm. has a no trade clause and he's 100% cemented in the 49ers basically for the rest of this season. Um, you can all have your opinions. I guess nobody knows for sure what's going on inside the organization. Um, a lot of ex players and people in locker rooms are like, well, that's weird. Now, every single time Trey Lance screws up, you're getting pressure externally and internally. Like we have a guy right here who's been there, done that. Um, I think, you know, I heard I forget the guy's name, but, you know, we all listen to other sports talk shows and podcasts and that. And basically he broke it down like this. You know, he said there's few people that really um, have a good eye for quarterbacks. And he believes that Kyle Shanahan is one of those people and he's always worked well with them. And, you know, when Tom Brady was out there, it seems like Kyle Shanahan wanted him, but he got pushed back from the organization. And then they traded it up in the draft because he had an eye for Mac Jones. And all the pressure made them end up taking Trey Lance. And now he's kind of like, well, here's the thing, guys. We're going to go with Trey Lance. That's what we all want to do. I'm going to do my best with him. But they went out and they played Houston in the final preseason game. Trey Lance didn't didn't look very good. He just didn't look very good. And I believe this this person's opinion that Kyle Shanahan called basically an emergency meeting right up front with the front office. He's like, look, we can go with Trey Lance. But if this is going to work, I'm going to have to run him left. I'm going to have to run him right. Designed runs, there's going to be a lot of motion. And if he gets hurt, you guys want to run this roster into the ground with Nate Sudfeld, basically. We don't have another answer. So it's different in terms of, like, the Steelers. Hey, you're rebuilding. Get Kenny Pickett in there. Let's see what the kid can do. Or Zach Wilson or Matt Jones. The 49ers are not rebuilding. This team made it to the NFC Championship game, if I'm not mistaken, last yes. season. And they, they had the lead in the fourth quarter. They made it to the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago. This defense and this offensive line, the weapons, everything's ready. They're... Basically, they need Jimmy G because they don't – Trey Lance either doesn't have it or isn't going to make it or he blows up and then Jimmy G's gone next year. But it's weird to people outside because it's not a situation you see often. But, like – I know it sucks for maybe 49ers fans that might be fantasy players or things of that nature that have guys on their team. It's going to be weird, but like you're going into the season with two capable quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know the the narrative. It's um it's definitely a different feeling than like take Michigan, Cade McNamara, your pocket passer leader, JJ, the young guy, get him in there, the athletic type. But it's just a different it's it's the men's league, you know, it's a little bit different of a narrative and how it all works. And yeah. it seems to be that's the case. You know, they're just kind of struggling because I, you know, Kyle seems like the guy to like, you know, give you a look every time someone screws up. And if he got pressured into Trey Lance, how many times does he miss a slant over the middle of practice? And he just looks over at the, at, you know, maybe John Lynch watching the game or, you know, how many times is a defensive, you know, coordinator be like, my defense is ready to go. 
and Trey Lance misses a guy down the sideline or makes a bad read, and he's like, we got a guy over there doing wind sprints by himself who makes those throws. But there's also a flip side to this. It's only a real problem if – I know this is a hot take. Feel what you want, but we need to give people another look because that's what I want to do. I want to inform you guys, give you other opinions, then you can make your own. It's only a big problem if you think Jimmy G is a really good quarterback because I personally don't. He played last season through 20 touchdowns with 12 picks. Um, I have a little note here, if I can pull it up fast enough. Bear with me here because I keep some notes randomly. Jimmy G in the playoffs in his career is 4-2. and two. That's pretty good. He's got four touchdowns and six interceptions, 75 passer rating, and averages only 160 yards per game. So Some people can say they're winning in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's really confusing because you had Bill Belichick, Kyle Shanahan, great teams, and he's kind of, you know, he has won, but could Jimmy G do that if he had to go replace Dak Prescott today or Kirk Cousins? Would they be the same teams? I don't know. So you make a lot of fair points, and I, I'm going to make one that I've always been very confused on. There's like this stigma in all of sports, it's not just the NFL, that if you are, and Jimmy G doesn't necessarily fall in this category, but he kind of does. If you're a highly drafted player, and you don't necessarily work out, there's always this unwritten rule that you must get rid of said person to almost give them a, a quote-unquote restart. And I never understood, like, why that was. And, like, I have two examples off the top of my head, and I'll get to those in a second. But, like, you know, Jimmy G wasn't highly drafted. I think he was a second or third-round pick from New England. Second-round pick. Um, New England had him for, you know, a couple of years, sat behind Brady, and then they basically traded him after he started only two games for New England during Brady's suspension. J- uh, Jacoby Brissett started the other two through Jimmy J's injury, of course, that started the injury talks. But, you know, that he gets shipped off to San Francisco. And really, as long as he starts and plays every game, they've made the playoffs and made the NFC Championship, actually. It is only two seasons starting. So Jimmy has an argument. But back to my initial point. So a quarterback that's drafted number two overall, okay, Uh, a team trades a ton of draft picks for him. <laughs> he has a bunch of injuries, but ultimately ends up being not only a good NFL player, but basically a very quality backup. Can you name that play off the top of your head? Give me the scenario one more time. Highly drafted, went uh, number. I'll even tell you, he went number two overall. Team traded a bunch of draft picks for him. Okay, injuries depleted his career. Went on to be a very quality backup in the league. RG three. Perfect. Why did? Washington have to trade him slash get rid of him in order for him to be a good quality backup in the league. Like, why does that have to happen? I don't think anybody necessarily knows the answer. It's just something that happens. Another example in the NBA, Chicago, the Bulls, they draft Derrick Rose. Immediately sensational player. Ends up winning the MVP, um, loses LeBron a couple of times in the playoffs, but ultimately has very good teams. And like I said, won an MVP award. Then injuries start to break him down, and Chicago almost felt the need that they had to move on from him. And Derrick Rose has had a very good, like, second half. Like, is it? Is he an all-star? No, he's not an all-star, but he's a very good player. He's your seventh or eighth guy. You can be happy with that. Even before that. I mean, there's, 
There's 30 teams in the NBA. All 30 teams would be happy to have Derrick Rose on their roster today. So it's like, I just never understood why these teams feel the need. Like, okay, he's not this sensational superstar that we wanted him to be. So we got to get him out of here. I just don't get it. And I say all that to say this. This is the first time I can remember a team, quote unquote, failing with an experiment with a highly drafted slash highly paid player. In this case, they traded for him. They paid him a bunch of money. They made him the highest paid player at the time. And they were like, you know what? He's not necessarily good enough to start for us, but he sure as hell is too good to start for you. And I love that. I'm, I'm applauding the Niners here for finally looking at themselves in the mirror, looking at the landscape of the league and saying, we're not just going to, we're not just going to cut him. That does not make sense. Cutting Jimmy Garoppolo is stupid. And if you ask all 32 teams, if they would take Jimmy Garoppolo today as their backup quarterback, all 32 would raise their hands and say, absolutely. It, 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 it's, it's asinine to think otherwise, in my opinion. So cutting him? Absolutely not. They did the right thing. They restructured his contract. Obviously, if that didn't happen, maybe they would have had to cut him. But they were able to get a deal done. It makes a ton of sense. And I love it for them. I love it for their fan base. And if, like you said, something happens with Trey Lance, he's the best insurance policy in the entire league. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good if you're a gambler. Like if you were to take an over on the 49ers or you have them making the playoffs, like bets like mm-hmm. that, it's nice to know that like if they get injured, there's somebody there to step up. You look at like the Steelers, if Mitch was to get hurt and Kenny goes in, you don't think there's much of a, a difference there or they'll at least survive. Or the Eagles, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt with his play style, you have Garner Minshew, a serviceable backup. So there's something to be said about, you know, having a backup quarterback going into a season because I bet the Packers wish they had this situation. You know, <laughs> So it's just things like that, that um, it's smart because they knew also if they released him, he's going to be a Seahawk. That's a big thing too. Yeah. People, people don't even realize that like the NFC West is the toughest division in the NFC. Okay. Smart. <laughs> you got the Rams. You got the Niners, who they're talking about themselves at that point. You had the Cardinals, who some people, yourself included, not super high on, but you got to acknowledge they are a threat. And then you have the Seahawks that have arguably a top three or four worst quarterback situation in all football. And with a Jimmy G, depending on what you think of him, they could flirt with eight, nine, 10, 11 wins. You're telling me he would sign for a run first team with good weapons? Huh? Sounds a lot like a successful Jimmy G operation. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Browns, the Seahawks, the Titans, like dark horse teams like that were mentioned. Run first, good weapons or decent weapons at least. So I think everybody has their own assumptions on Jimmy G. And if you watch any podcast, including our own, you've heard you've heard plenty about Jimmy G the last week. I mean, he's been a hot story. It's nice to see it's over and resolved. I mean, it would have been a little exciting to see him go to a random team out of the blue. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, NFC East time. Uh, last division, as we as we said, uh, you guys know the rules. We go from worst to best. Uh, last year, the New York football giants finished up with the worst record in this division. Uh, four and 13. They fired their head coach. 
Joe Judge, and they bring in head coach Brian Dable, offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. He coached Josh Allen. Uh, key ads, offensive tackle Evan Neal, defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau, quarterback Tyrod Taylor, running back Matt Burita, and cornerback James Bradbury. Bradbury coming over. Um, no. Yeah. No. He left. I think you read yes. the ad. I'm sorry. And then I'm went sorry. into I, your – I, I, yes, I accidentally added him. He's a, he's an exit. So key losses, James Bradbury, uh, key losses, tight end, Kyle Rudolph. He had a one year stint there. It didn't work out. Um, former first round pick, I believe tight end, Evan Ingram. He's gone. Um, former captain, <coughs> St. Peppers. He's gone. Cornerback Logan Ryan. He's gone. Offensive tackle, Nate soldier, who they, they paid a bunch of money and he just never worked out. He's gone. And then, uh, center Billy price. Um, former Ohio State center, he's gone. It just um, a team that seems like they lost a lot and didn't add a whole lot. And Kayvon Thibodeau, after adding him, he gets injured. Randy Moss's son hits him with a chop block and um, potentially ruined his season. I think there's a potential he could come back, but it's later in the year. But yeah, it was like a sprained MCL. I think they're debating pup list or not because I think he's out week one, but I think they're hopeful he'll return oh, early, like, okay. week two or three. And they ended up dodging the big stuff. Um, he's hopeful for week one. They might hold him out because of his value, um, yeah. but it's not bad enough to put on the pop. They're looking at week two or three, hopefully, is where he'll be. Yeah, so I'll let you go ahead and go in on this team. I Spoiler, yeah. I think they're going to be really bad. So I love those graphics where they put up the eight teams, and it's like who's going to be able to go from worst to first in their division? It's always fun to talk about. I need one for who's definitely going to repeat as last place team a year, again. Like, this team has done nothing to get better. They're already complaining about Kenny Galladay. We're supposed to put all our stock in Kadarius Tony exploding in year two. Like, what is this? Saquon is amazing, and I love the videos of him chopping sand on the beach and him trucking a linebacker every once in a while, but turning the TV I mean, we'll see if Saquon can be a good fantasy piece on a bad team. He's just got to stay healthy. But um, their offensive lineman, Evan Neal, they drafted, seems to be a road grader for running. But he's struggling big time in pass protection. Um, new coach, Brian Dayball, is that his name? Yep. Uh, he was able to turn around Josh Allen or improve him. Um, I'm hoping he can improve Daniel Jones, too, because I don't like watching bad quarterback play. Um, now, this is not – Josh Allen was a B-minus to an A. We're looking for a D-minus to a C here on Daniel Jones. It is not the same same category. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This team – let me remind everybody. I'm going to have to say this stat twice because it is baffling. This team played 17 NFL games last year and scored 24 touchdowns. This team played 17 NFL games and scored 24 touchdowns. Um, I don't know what they've done to really get better. I like Leonard Williams at D-tackle, adding Kayvon Thibodeau to Aziz Ajulari. Um That's interesting. They do have a tackle machine in Blake Martinez. Uh, Dory Jackson, he's kind of floated around at corners. Xavier McKinney, safety. Eh. Uh, but you're asking this team to put together four quarters of quality football in 60 minutes, and I don't know if this team can do it. 
too many holes, too many inconsistencies. Uh, we see Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, Canarius Tony, Saquon Barkley. It just hasn't worked. I mean, they just, they can't, they had zero. The right tackle from the Eagles, Lane Johnson, had more receiving touchdowns last year than the entire wide receiver core of the Giants because he caught one. This Giants team could improve drastically and still, I think, be fourth place in this division. We'll see what Daniel Jones can do. He had a decent preseason. Saquon looks to be fully healthy. Um, but this team, I feel like, has explosive potential, but their cruising speed is so low. Like, they are they can have a splash play on Center maybe here or there, but they're just so bad so consistently that even in a bad division, I'm comfortable saying that they'll finish fourth. Nothing to write home about on this team. And I'm scrolling through their depth chart. I'm just going to do this live. I'm going to count the Q's, O's, and IR. So IR, questionable, or out. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. They have 27 Qs, Os, or IRs for players that are injured on an already bad roster. This team's mine. They, I'm sorry. Let me go to special teams. There's three Qs, including their place kicker, punt returner. So, I mean, they're just 30 guys that are banged up and haven't even started yet. So, I just I can't find a way to tell you that this team's going to do anything positive. Yeah, I think that ultimately what – if you're if you're sitting here and you're optimistic about the Giants, there's really only one reason. You saw Josh Allen, and I disagree with what you said earlier. You said they turned Josh Allen from a B to an A. Josh Allen was more a C. I mean, literally, like, he didn't show – he showed promise with his legs, and he showed, like, the ability to, like, to be able to throw a deep ball. But that's really – his decision-making was really bad. He didn't have command of the offense. To be, to be fair, he didn't have a wide receiver. Um, yeah, Josh Allen – yeah, I think a Josh lot of people are not... screaming at their headphones. Stephon Diggs, I get it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and Josh Allen literally, like, in my opinion, he turned into a top three quarterback in the league overnight, and then now, in my opinion, he's top two. Um, that's what you're expecting Brian Dable to do with Daniel Jones on a lesser scale. You're not right. asking him to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, I think you're almost asking him to just get to be Eli Manning. I, I want Daniel Jones to go from car salesman to backup quarterback. I have no idea how he's starting in the NFL. I think there's a lot of because people I that think agree there's, with There's, the there's actually – there's I think – I think he has a lot of talent. Yeah, he's also had a ton of different head coaches and offensive coordinators, and the Giants have re- – I mean, I almost think of Eli even higher after seeing what this organization is really before him and after mm-hmm. him. Like, they're nothing. I mean, just bad. No, they're not. Bad. But to be fair, as you just said momentarily ago, this is a really shitty roster. It's not good. Now, you could argue that they have some offensive pieces. They got the running back, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> they have Galladay, who they paid for. They have Slayton. Uh, I don't know if he's under contract, to be honest. Uh, they have Tony, who they drafted. They don't really have a good tight end situation now that they let oh, go of Evan Ingram. 
ultimately, this is a team that has struggled to protect the quarterback. They've struggled to block for running backs. They've struggled to keep virtually anybody healthy. Barkley's been hurt all the time for for Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones has had a fair shake. And this is going yeah, to, dude. I this is going to, this is going to end up being one of those situations of RG three. You drafted him. Well, I think I think Daniel went fifth, sixth, seventh sixth. overall, somewhere in there. Sixth overall. He's going to end up probably falling in line on a different team somewhere, and maybe he'll be a quality player. Maybe he'll be a good backup. Ultimately, it sounds like everybody in the league has given up on Daniel Jones except the Giants ownership. And that's why they didn't go out and get Jimmy G. That's why they didn't go out and get Deshaun. That's why they didn't go out and get Baker. They're basically saying, Brian, we want you to come in here, but we want you to do it with Daniel first. And if you can, if, if that can happen. I'm just, I'm looking here and Daniel Jones started. A lot of games. He started 11 games last year. He had some injury problems. He started 11 games. How many has he got in his career though? I bet you it's oh, over forty. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I bet you it's over forty games now. In front of me right now, but I'm just saying he only threw ten touchdowns oh. in eleven games. It's just it's this team like the offensive line. That's where it starts and ends. And I was a little hard on Daniel Jones. He comes out of Duke, drafted sixth. The whole nation was laughing at the Giants. Thought he was overdrafted. He's had what three head coaches in his four years now. Twenty nineteen. 20, yeah, he's probably played four seasons now, three different head coaches. O-line's terrible all the time. Saquon's been hurt. He hasn't had his number one weapon. It's tough. Yeah, I. it's it's hard for me to really criticize him because, I mean, he, to be fair, he's been hurt. Um, But I just don't see. He's played 38 I, I, career games. Okay, I said 40. 38 is pretty close. Completion percentage is 62.8, over a little over 8,000 yards, 45 tuds to 30 29 picks. But man, 38 games, he's been sacked 105 times. That's two and a half sacks a game. I mean, quick math. I mean, it's just a lot. You started 38 games, you've thrown 45 touchdowns, and you've thrown 29 picks. I, I don't have Herbert's numbers in front of me, but if I had to guess, he's probably already thrown over 45 touchdowns and hasn't played 38 games. Well, it is true that Herbert broke yards and touchdown records for your first two seasons. So you're you're comparing him to the he's played 32 games. He's got over 9,000 yards, 69 touchdowns to 25 interceptions. But he's played 32 games. He's been sacked 63 times. Brad, here's the difference. And I know we're spending a lot of time on Dan Jones here, but yeah, the feeling like it's justified. Yeah. Eli Manning was on the roster when they drafted Daniel Jones. And they forced him into retirement. People forget that. He was on the roster. Okay? They yeah. forced him into retirement. Justin Herbert was the backup quarterback when he was tapped on the shoulder 35 seconds before kickoff and said, Go play Mahomes. Go play Mahomes and never blinked. I'm sorry, but like at this point, we know you're not good. That's where we're at. So we can go ahead and get into the first five, but at this point, like it's not even a bold prediction anymore. We've talked to Dino Jones for 10 minutes. I mean, he's he's not good. 
Week one at the Titans, Giants at Titans. I know neither of us love, love the Titans, but they're better than the Giants. I'm taking the Titans here. Loss. Okay. Uh, Giants versus the Panthers. So Giants are home. Loss. Loss as well. I'm giving the Panthers that. By the way, I I know we spoke about the Panthers a couple weeks ago. Now the Panthers add LaVisca Chanel, Baker. I'm much higher on the Panthers. Dude, the Panthers are they're, they're trending up. They're trending up for sure, at least right. offensively. Get back on that uh, train. Come on. Yeah. Week three, Monday night football. Okay. At the Meadowlands. <laughs> Cowboys visiting. Yeah, that's a loss. Okay. So they're 0 3. Uh, week four, home against the Bears. Bears are dog shit, too. Who are you going with? Giants. Giants as well. Yep. Oh, the Giants Bears. as well. The Bears are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Wright gave this team 11 hey, wins. But I, I listened to Nick Wright's podcast this morning, and they were briefly talking about uh, after the NBA players things done. Now this is a little sidetrack here for, for me and you, but his Fine. NFL players done. They're in their new studio for the podcast, him and Demonze. And on Friday, they're going to be starting their gambling show. And Demonze is like, on your – uh, way too early predictions. You were pretty high in the Bears, and Nick Wright was like, he, "You could hear it in his voice." He's like, "Listen, that's why they're called way too early predictions. I am not that high on the Bears anymore. People keep grilling me for this. It was three months ago. <laughs> like it was. Was it? It was like two or three months. Ago. It was a, a while ago. All I know is he's like, that's why they're considered way too early." I am not that high on the Bears anymore. Like people are still bringing it up from like May or. Like way early because the Bears are dog shit and they were like, never going to win eleven games. And he's seen they've lost to Keem Hicks, they've lost Khalil Mack, they've lost Allen Robinson. He's seen that, but people are still bringing it up when he's he just okay. mentioned today. Fair the enough. First time, that's not my take anymore. Fair enough. But if he has um, over, it'll be week five at the Packers. When you're kidding for, for the Packers. The Packers. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you're kidding. Come on. So we're, we're not gonna get in, we're not gonna get in the rest. They they well, you know what? Real quick. Oh no. Week, week six home against the Ravens. Oh. That's a loss. So they're one in five. But this is their most this is their best stretch ever. In the next four weeks, they have a bye week and three winnables. Winnables, not saying they're gonna win. Right at yeah, the ja- at the Jags. Loss. Agree. At the Seahawks. Uh, I got the Seahawks. Loss. Yeah. The yeah. 12s. Home against the Texans. Loss. I'm giving them a win. I got them at two and eight. Texans two and got two and seven, sorry. Texans got them. Probably. I'm trying to be nice. Anything else on the Giants? They're not good. Um not really. We should just be happy that they only have one primetime game. And it's against the Cowboys. That's why. Ugh. I mean, yeah, Monday night. But uh, we'll have to watch. I mean, during the live countdown, Packers will be up by 30 while we're doing our live show in London. <laughs> we'll to live show Packers, Giants, update. London? Packers, yeah. Giants, London? Yeah. 9.30 a.m. on NFL Network. You know what, though? Tickets those London games are weird. Those London games are weird, dude. Not as weird as Aaron Rodgers. He don't care where he's playing. He's popping a Percocet, some ayahuasca, and he's dropping dimes. <laughs> he's dropping. Dimes. I mean, did you listen to all three hours? I, 
when Aaron Rodgers throws a football, my eyes are on the TV. When he's talking, it's muted. I don't like listening to the guy. I don't like him. I'll I'll, I'll entertain like a thirty second clip or something, but I could. I the once he retires, I'm one hundred percent done with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I just think it's funny. I've listened when you can. I've listened. I think. I think one Joe Rogan podcast before this past week. And I believe it was with the, I for sure listened to the one with the undertaker. If he did another one, I don't remember listening to it, but for Joe sure. Rogan? I listened, yes. Puts out like a new one every day. I know, but I've oh, only okay. listened to oh, one gotcha, and it was gotcha, with gotcha. the undertaker. Gotcha. If he listened to another one or if, if I have listened to another one, I don't remember it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, this gotcha. week I listened to the Zuckerberg one in its entirety and the Aaron Rodgers one in its entirety. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but we're not going to get into the, the talk. It's mostly politics, but um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers could probably be on shrooms. <laughs> we're, we're also we're not going to get super into it, but uh, starting Thanksgiving, they have a one, two, three. They have a four week stretch where it's all divisional games: Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington. That'll be a interesting uh, month yeah. of ass whooping, but we'll see. You ready for the next team? Yeah. What is it? Uh, Washington Commanders. Yeah, I got it. Finished up 2021, 7 and 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one nude is of note is they're no longer the Washington football team. So when this podcast started, they were the Washington Redskins. The second year of the podcast, they were the Washington football team. <laughs> the third year of the podcast, they're the Washington Commanders. Maybe next year they'll just, you know what, be like, you know what, we're just going to name ourselves Real Talk. Sell this. <laughs> but it's the Washington Commanders. They have a new name. That was my uh, my key headline for them. But key ads. Carson Wentz added via trade. Okay, they bring in Carson. He's their starting quarterback. Guard Trey Turner. You know, Trey Turner was a pro bowler a couple years ago. He's bounced around the league. He's been on like four teams in four Chargers, years. Chargers, Steelers. He went yeah. somewhere else and then now the Washington. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, running back. That's what it was, Carolina Steelers, Chargers, and now yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, two rookies. Rookie wide receiver, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Nice Dog. pickup. And then everybody was pretty much pronouncing this guy the starter, rookie running back, Brian Robinson Jr. Obviously, if you have not heard, Brian Robinson this past Sunday night was shot multiple times in a carjacking. Um, as of this morning, he is okay. He is out of surgery, and he is back with the Washington facility. So um, good for him. God's good. Great situation for him. Uh, Hopefully he can recover from some bullet wounds and maybe see the field this year. I don't know what that looks like. I have not heard a timetable or anything. but um, Bodes well for uh, Antonio Gibson fantasy owners, though. It does. He has a chance to really win that job back. I know that's maybe not as serious of the situation, but we discussed he's okay. He's back. Let's move on. Antonio Gibson looking like a little bit better pick right now, early on. In the year. Yeah. I, uh, I drafted Brian Robinson jr. Sunday at about four 30 and about six, I get an alert that he's been shot. So that was fun. Uh, yeah. Tough. Literally. I've come Tough. At you fast. Dude. Tough, dude. Uh, <laughs> there's a fantasy draft several years ago where somebody drafted, uh, and, um Andrew Luck and not 10 minutes later he had retired. I, I posted on Chuck Chuck if you're listening shout out posted on his thing everyone knows I love Andrew Luck I had his jersey it was Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck he was my guy Stanford 100% I drafted him in the sixth or seventh round he was 
whatever it was I drafted in. And before the next person got done with their pick in that round, Andrew Luck just retired mid preseason game. So I put 17 seconds on Chuck's post, but there's uh, the max timer is like a minute 30. And yeah. we got the alert before the next person was done with their pick. And I was like, you you have to be joking. Cause <laughs> I'm not, I'm almost not even sad about the pick. I leaned back and I was like, you, you mean I just don't get to watch Andrew Luck play football anymore? Like, I was, yeah. just, I was a wreck, dude. I was, that was my guy. And oh, now he's, he still isn't playing. Done. He's still my guy, too. I'd dap him up if I saw him. What's up, Andy? <laughs> key, key losses. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick gone. Safety Landon Collins gone, who's still a free agent, which is super weird. Because he sucks at football. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's actually pretty good. He's a decent player. I just he, think he likes he he's wants not good. At, he's not good at coverage. And you know, he he, wants, you know, he, you know who he is? Jamal Adams. He's Jamal Adams. He's literally yeah, he Jamal Adams. He wants too much money. Yeah. Um, Brandon Sheriff, guard, he's gone. And then linebacker, John Bostic. Yeah. Last year, you were higher on this team than me. Yeah, I, I, I beat my chest and tell you, I don't know what you see in it. I don't think they improved. This year, I will say they're improved. I think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback they've had in a couple of years. But Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Does that make sense? Two things can be true. Yeah, I, um... I think this team is a real healthy dose of mediocre. Like, you're not going to know when to give this team a win, but they're going to get them. Like, this is a team where, like, I feel like is around. I feel like this team, decent defensive front, better quarterback, good weapons, veteran, like, like a a longtime coach in Ron Rivera. I feel like this team dances around six to eight wins, which isn't a great football team, but you're looking at like six and 10 to eight and nine. That's about where they'll find them. But when you're looking at the schedule, I bet it's really hard to find seven to nine wins, but I just think this team's going to get them. Like we'll go through the schedule soon. I want to hear you to say, but like I liked Carson wins. He had three nuclear bad plays, which all led or games you could say, but he's also, had pretty good statistical year in terms of touchdown to picks, this and that, but he just, I don't know, he's so inconsistent. They do have a pretty decent running back room, Gibson McKissick, this new rookie who people are talking about. Scary Terry, just certified dog. Like, this guy's a monster. But you add Jahan Dotson, which I think may open up some room for Curtis Samuel, who he thought would do good, but hasn't really been able to go. Maybe being in the third option will help. Um, the or maybe line. maybe they'll finally use him as a Debo Samuel that he was playing in college. Yeah, and that's true. So this team has some options. Um, obviously, the front seven will be without Chase Young for the first month, which hurts, but they are, that's their deepest position is D-line. So I think they have – they run a 4-3. So they're linebackers, and their secondary <clears throat> I don't think is good at all. But – Similar to the Giants that made the Super Bowl, not saying this team will, but similar to that team, when you have a really good front four, you can mask some of that stuff by dropping seven in coverage. But I don't know if they're that good as that line. That was a historically great line, Stranahan, Pierre Paul talk. But that may be the approach they take. Um, I don't know. I don't like the owner. I don't like the stories that have been coming out uh, like with their stadium and how they've been. I don't. Carson Wentz is inconsistent, but 
gosh, I still want him to do good. This team ain't much better than the Giants. Um, I think this is definitely, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gotten to their schedule yet. I did mention to you, Jeff, to the listeners here, that I have officially started my 272-game prediction. Um, I am through two teams. Um, I can't wait to see what happens to this Washington team because I just don't know. They're just one of the teams I really don't know. So on this podcast, we were talking Baker Mayfield on a random pod. We weren't doing a division breakdown. And we weren't necessarily arguing over Baker. We were just kind of discussing Baker. And I threw some quarterbacks out. I think maybe you threw some quarterbacks out. And we were comparing stats. And then I think I just randomly chucked out Carson's name. And when I went to look at Carson's stats, I don't know if you remember this on the pod, they were better slash identical to Baker Mayfield's when they were talking about giving him a $40 million extension per year. Yeah, They were going to give him the bag. The Colts last year, okay, actually – I never what we were talking about. We were talking about Carson Wentz getting traded. That's what the pod was about. We were talking about Baker and stuff. So Carson, his numbers last year were as good as Baker's a couple years back when he won the playoff game. We were talking about giving him the bag. Carson's numbers were identical or better. And the Colts traded him. Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback. He has never been a bad quarterback. He's always been... To be fair to Carson, a pretty good one. Always put up the numbers. Situational football is definitely somewhere he lacks, for sure. But people forget he was arguably the MVP of the league before tearing his ACL the year the the, um, Eagles won the Super Bowl. So these are just his numbers. I'm just going to spitball. His rookie year is by far his worst one. Uh, his last year in Philly and his rookie year are his two worst. But so 16 14 is rookie year. Not great. But then this is he could have won the MVP had he not tore his ACL. He only played 13 games. Okay. So 32, 3,300 yards, 33 touchdowns. The following year, he only played 11 games. He got, he was late starting the year, kind of a mess. 21 touchdowns, seven picks, only 33,000 yards. Remember, he only played 11. The following year, he played all 16 games, okay? This is the year that everybody basically said he was a mess, um, couldn't get the team under control, uh, 63%, not great, 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, only seven picks, okay? His last year in Philly was a joke. He was benched a lot. They lost a lot of games. They went 3-8-1, and one, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. At that point, they were done with him. He was sacked 50 times, led the league, by the way. Um, they needed to move on from him. Okay. So he goes to Indianapolis last year. And like I said, put up better than Baker numbers, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks. Are you noticing something? He throws seven picks a lot. Like that's his magic number. Five of his seven years he's thrown. Yeah. Four of his six. Four of his six. Four of his six years. He's only thrown seven picks. So basically he's a 25 and seven guy. If he could be a 30 and 10 guy, what do you think of this team? Like I said, they can win games. It's it the biggest thing is sometimes the games are so close 
and like those seven picks are just at the worst times. Like he, I don't think Carson Wentz is the guy that throws a 40 yard bomb down the field and it gets picked and it's like, Oh, well, it's like we punted. Carson Wentz is on second and seven throws a slant to a linebacker who returns it for seven points or we're inside our own 20 and he's going down and has that iconic left-handed throw. It's like Carson Wentz, Pat McAfee went out on this pretty hard. If he could learn to give up on a play, throw a ball out of bounds, Carson would really be able to lead a team. And if he if he does that, but sometimes you can take Carson out of Philly or out of Indianapolis, but like he's always going to be Carson Wentz. If he could be a 30 and 10 guy with these weapons, I mean, the defense is kind of built to play with a lead if he can get going. 100%. So um, I think Washington, that's why I said I don't know, because with Carson Wentz, there, I still feel like there's this this optimism around Carson. He's one of those quarterbacks who hasn't lived up to the potential. We've talked about some of these guys. Hasn't lived up to the potential, but we haven't, got, we haven't given up on yet. It's like we're still kind of low-key on Carson Wentz's side, the kid from North Dakota State who's just out there, would have got his MVP and Super Bowl ring, but it was taken away from him, and his backup got a statue, and the coach did. Then they kicked him out, and he went to the Colts, and it didn't work out because he had a couple bad plays, and they just shipped him out. They didn't give him a second year, and it's like we still want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but, I mean, they drafted a quarterback, and they have Tyler Taylor Heineke behind him, so got to feel pressure. Yeah, I I just think that obviously you know it's a quarterback league. We talked a bunch on Daniel Daniel Jones. We talked a bunch on Carson Wentz. I, this team can go as far as Carson's willing to let it go because they are built for that. I just talked up Carson Wentz a bunch. I don't love this team, and I don't think Carson's like that next guy. Uh, week one, home against the Jags. I actually have them beating the Jags. Home against the Jags. Yes. I have the Jaguars in that one, actually. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's I can, that's a low, flip game. Low yeah. key, a great one o'clock. I'm actually excited, even though it's two teams that maybe not do much. Yeah, it's one that the team coming out could get could sneakily be picked a bunch to win their week two game because, like, it could almost look be looked at as a good win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think these two teams were not expecting a lot, and one team could end up, like, I don't know, really beating down on the other. We'll see, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Week two at Detroit. Give me the Lions. Yeah, we both took the Lions the other day. Week three, home against the Eagles. Not a chance. Yeah, Eagles there. Week four at the Cowboys. like the Cowboys there, I think. Cowboys, yep. Week five, home against the Titans. Hmm. That front versus Derrick Henry. They get Chase Young back. Ah, man, Vrabel, you bastard. I'm going to go with the Titans. You got him at 0-5. I got him at 1-4. Oh, I do have him at 0-5. I didn't even realize it. It doesn't Good thing get they play week six Thursday night. There it is. So we'll go over a couple more just because there's a couple prime times in here. <laughs> Thursday night football. I know you guys are so psyched for this one. It's the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. This could I be got... two 0 5 teams. It this could be. could be two 0 5 teams. That's it absolutely could be. I got Washington. 
I do too, but it's good for Washington because after this game, it really softens up for them and they can really have a chance to get some wins here. You're so cruel. <laughs> Home against the Packers, loss. Loss. At the Colts, loss. Loss. Home against the Vikings, loss. Loss. And then a Monday night football no. game, week 10 at the Eagles, loss. They get slaughtered. Ron Rivera's fired. Carson Wentz is replaced. Taylor Heineke takes over. It's a mess. I got him at two and eight. You got him at one and seriously though. Their next four are Texans, Falcons, Giants by Giants. So they could turn on. Uh, they could turn <laughs> on some games late. Just like that, you can get to five wins. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Carson right. at the Colts week eight. That's going to be a riot. You guys. We've went 50 minutes talking about shit teams. Stick with us because this is where the roller coaster starts. <laughs> this is the roller coaster. Team two, Philadelphia Eagles. Their 2021 schedule or uh, 2021 record finished up at nine and eight. Key adds AJ Brown in a blockbuster that went down on draft day. Wide receiver Zach Pascal from the Colts. Rookie first round pick Jordan Davis. And then Projected first-round pick, he dropped in the draft. Um, N'Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. So they get two studs out of Georgia on that nasty defense. They bring in James Bradbury. Sorry for me uh, thinking that the Giants got him. I knew it was the Eagles. And then today, in a shocking cut-down day trade, they acquire Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety from the Saints. Great player. Very good player. Looking for a contract, though. Key losses, Ryan Kerrigan. He was there like one year. Not a huge loss. Jordan Howard, the running back, not a huge loss. I don't have a lot of losses for this team. Do you have any more? I can't even find them really on their schedule. <laughs> okay, Brad no, got jokes. I, Brad I, got I jokes. I don't really want to be over the top. But this is my Super Bowl pick out of the NFC. I, I think they're that good. I think they're ready to go. I think they have everything you need to win. And I can't I can't wait to watch this team go. It is what it is. Let's get into it. I mean, what what's the holes in this team? The quarterback. The quarterback? Yes, the quarterback. <laughs> I disagree heavily. I guess that's where it lies, Jalen Hurts. I think do you think Jaylen Tua's Hurts, good? I do. I think he's okay. I can't wait to see Tua in this new system. Because Nick Saban thought Tua was better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Nick Saban was awesome in the NFL. What's your point? I'm just saying that, like, Tua fit Alabama's scheme better. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, and what did he do? He won the Heisman. So Jalen Hurts' his first year in the league. Can't Nick Saban what? be wrong there? No, absolutely, he can, he can be wrong. I, I, I'm just, yeah, you're you're right. He can be wrong, but let 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 me just give you the facts here. So Jalen Hurts' first year in the league, he plays all 15 games, but only starts four. So it's at a minimum backup role. He's getting some gadget plays here and there, but does start the last four games. Six touchdowns, four picks. Nothing to be shy about. He is benched in the season finale, I should also note, um, and not because of poor play, because they were purposely trying to tank. Last year, he only played 15 games. He was injured for two. Eight and seven, so a winning record. 
61% of his throws, 3,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, nine picks. So 16 touchdowns in 15 games. Now I should, because of the style of play that this quarterback is, I'm also going to read you his rushing numbers because they are important. He rushed for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns. So that's 26 touchdowns now. Doesn't sound nearly as bad. Let's give him the one fumble loss to be fair that way. So he was 26 and 10. I mean, if we're just going to put that, because he rushes enough, he actually had four fumbles, only lost one. So we should put the lost fumbles in. But altogether, it's 26 and 10. I think if you talk to any Eagles fan and you look at what I look at is, I am expecting Jalen Hurts to take a leap forward. That's fair. And and That's so I, I am not – and I know you're supposed to base those things off of previous. What I look at with Jalen Hurts is what he has. He is now definitively the leader of the team in the number one role from the get with Nick Sirianni, who believes in him. He has, in my opinion, I don't think it's debatable, a top three offensive line in the NFL, certainly one of the most athletic. He has now A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith as a number two option, and has a speedster threat to stretch the defense. He has... Who's that? Uh, Quez Watkins. He was the one who had the deep ball against the okay. Browns. If you, were about to, if you were about to make a case for Jalen Rager, I was going to show no, you No, I mean, he's still on the team, but even Zach Pascal, when he played for the Colts, showed red zone No, Pascal's good. Pascal's good. I have Rager sucks. Even based off last year, I think Dallas Goddard, I mean, off the top of my head, around eight or nine in terms of tight ends in the league. I think right after you get outside that top five, you have guys like TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, those type of guys. So I think the offense has plenty of weapons. But when you flip it to the defense, N'Kobe Dean at middle linebacker now. The defensive line, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, and Derek Barnett coming off the bench in rotation. They have two pro bowlers at corner, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, who is with Mike Hilton and Kenny Moore the third. I think a top five uh, slot corner in the league. They add C.J. Garner-Johnson. Jake Elliott's been a really good kicker. I just think from top to bottom, this team has a Full roster with some capable backups. And I always say you got to be able to protect the quarterback, have a quarterback, and get theirs. They certainly have. There's almost no game where they won't go in having the better defensive and offensive line. I think that goes a long way. And I think they're in a relatively weak division. And as high as I am on the Eagles going forward, I am kind of retracting on the Cowboys. So I really like this team. I. Part of being great, and I always say this about Tom Brady. Let's just go to him for a second. A lot of people pointed at Brady and said, well, they played the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins when they were bad. Part of being great is making the bad teams look bad. The Eagles beat every team they saw last year that wasn't a playoff team. They beat every single one of them. Now they were 0-7 against playoff teams. That is where I think A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, N'Kobe Dean, you know, James Bradbury, C.J. Garner-Johnson, like the additions they've made are quality players, both veteran and rookies, that I think put them over the top to let's say they can win three or four. Go four and three against playoff teams there. This team is now a 13-win team. 
I just think this team is all ready to go. Um, I think they play a – I mean, I'm looking top to bottom. I think this their schedule also is impacted into this. I think they catch some schedule breaks. Their hardest three-game stretch, they receive two of those games at home. Their bye week's right in the middle of their schedule. Um, I, I just – I think the way their schedule shapes up, their improvements, the team, everything about them points at this team taking a leap forward. And I say number one team in the a or NFC because I think they're the best team in their division, like in a relatively weak division. Their schedule shapes out. It's not – I've said this too. They, I think they'll be the one seed. They could lose in the first round of the playoffs. But I don't think they play many – many games that you can go through their schedule and be like, I mean, they have a chance to win every game. I think they're favored in a lot of them. I, I, I am in love with the Philadelphia Eagles this year. I have a lot of preseason future tight money placed on this team. So all in on the Eagles. Tell me why I'm rushing. Tell me why I'm crazy. Uh, there's a one glaring problem. It's the quarterback. What's going to be? You're underselling it. We had the Real Talk QB rankings the other day. Okay, we did a draft. There was three of us involved. But I also seen your list. Correct. Jalen Hurts was not in your top 15. Yeah, I think currently he's at 14. He can make a jump through this year. You have him at 14 on your current list, your personal list? I have him above Dak. I know that. I think he's the best quarterback in this division. You're you're wrong. I, I, that, I disagree what, massively there. I And I understand that. I believe that – I actually, I'm sorry. I had Hurts at – yeah, 14 right here. Okay, Dak you have him at 14. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, I have – I'm struggling to name. So going off the QB rankings that we have here, I'm going to throw Hurts in here. You can throw him at 15, 14, 13. I don't care. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, <laughs> Tyler Murray. We're not really crowning any of those guys Super Bowl quarterbacks. Right, and that's uh, funny you're, because you're quick, from- you're quick to throw Jalen in there. My 11 to 15 in order is Kyler, Cousins, Ryan Hurts, Dak. So it's the same the same it, type of order, those same guys. I, I'm just saying, like, we'll get into more of the Dak stuff, but I believe – I just think Dak's always – from the media, he's done well. But on the field, I don't think he's been uncomfortable. I think this year he's going to be very uncomfortable, and I think it's going to show. I still think this is a guy who's a great leader. But first, he was a third-round pick out of Mississippi State who fell to a perfect spot, underperformed, and now the team around him is deteriorating. That's how I look at Dak Prescott. I, And it's not because I hate the Cowboys. And I, I don't want to just like – I guess the thing is I'm kind of going after – a fan base that I know will let me hear it if I'm wrong or when I'm wrong. And that's, what's fun about this. None of this is like, I'm telling you this, just how I feel. And I'd much rather tell you how I feel. And you tell me I was wrong than like hide my real opinion on this stuff. That's why we have the podcast. That's why we talk. I think the Cowboys take a huge step back at the same time that the Eagles, and it wasn't that long ago that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm five years. Was it five years? Super Bowl 52. Super Bowl 52. Four years ago. But I'm just saying, like, um, we'll get to the Cowboys later. I just think that um, I know that a couple years ago on this podcast, you asked me, what's Jalen Hurts' ceiling? And I said, at his best, he's Dak Prescott. And two years later, 
I realize that was a mistake because I think he can be better. I, I think he can be better, and I think this year he has – I mean, from top to bottom, if you could build a roster with no holes, I'd pick the Eagles. They've got maybe a few weak linebackers, but their defensive line, stout. Their defensive backs, maybe top in the league. If you go all five deep, three corners, two safeties, they've got four guys who can ball. Offensive line, top three. Weapons, Devontae Smith, dog, and they grabbed A.J. Brown, who I think we had in the top 10 of receivers two years ago, if not top 15 easy. He could I, definitely I think he would find himself in the top 10 again. You I don't know, a, but I think he would. You have a tight end who can block and catch in the top eight. And you have you have a running back room that can pass and catch. You don't have a dominant running back. Miles Sanders on a contract year, we'll see. But I think you have a quarterback that runs, a quarterback that throws, a kicker that can play. And I don't know, Jalen Hurts has seen a lot in college in terms of like the high situation games and playoffs. And I don't know, this team was able to beat every team that didn't make the playoffs. And I think this team has improved to where they will beat teams that also made the playoffs. And I'm I'm really high on the Eagles. I, every year you got to find a team that you're willing to put all the chips in. And, and mine's Philly this year. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction, obviously it's before snaps play to the regular season, is Eagles Chargers. That's everyone knows I'm high on those two teams. And I just I think Eagles fans right now are reserved in telling you how good they think their team is because. They don't want to jinx it, but they're not my team. I can jinx it if I want. So, Yeah, nobody's listening to this pod trying to hear us just say that everybody's going to have the exact same schedule as last year. They want to hear us make predictions. You're making yours. I get it. And to be honest, everything you've said is very justified. But I, the, the biggest hole that I find is they don't have the quarterback play to put themselves in that Super Bowl yeah, level. Most important players. Now, and you're kind of predicting that, that he takes that Super Bowl jump, which – I guess time will tell. Um, and obviously me saying that you're wrong about the Dak Prescott, that's my opinion. That's, that's not, I'm not speaking fact here. I'm just, you know, we're disagreeing, which is always fun. We like to disagree. So we agreed too often. So week one at the line, because I want to go through a couple of games here, because we're going to, we're going to massively disagree a lot. Um, week one at the Lions. We did this game a couple weeks ago. We both agreed. This is the Eagles W. Are you staying that way? I am. Okay. Week two, Monday night football, home against the Vikings. Win. But again, so there, I, I, you might agree. I heard you were about to say win as well. But I'm I just. Lost. Oh, you have them losing to Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were about to say win. Okay. So we disagree. But I just think, in terms of, I mentioned schedule breaks. Week two, Monday night, Vikings, tough team. They get them at home. Like that's, you'll notice as you go through the schedule, a lot of strong teams, they find their way to Philadelphia or they play warm teams later. We, we can get into it some more, but I have them 2-0. You have them losing 1-1. One one. Yeah. Week three at Washington, they're light years better than them. I have that as a win. Win. Uh, uh, week four, home against the Jags, they're much better than them. I have that as win. a win. Week five at the Cardinals. This is – I know you're you're drastically down the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not – as bad as I think you think they are, it's at the Cardinals. I'm giving them a win. Yeah, so, like, just breaking down the game real quick, schedule break, I say that in terms of they get the Cardinals before D-Hop's back. That's yep. If you're going to have to play the Cardinals, that's when you want them for sure. But I just look at, like, 
the the Cardinals they lost an elite pass rusher, and we'll see what JJ can still be. But this offensive line I think dominates the D line. They have a decent corner in Byron Murphy Jr. I think they have too many weapons for the Cardinals offensively. Again, defensively, when you have the three corners that the Eagles do and that defensive line to pressure, again, well, it's all I'm getting ahead of myself. I have, yeah, I know. you're good. I have them five and zero. Oh. Week six home against the Cowboys Sunday night football. I have a twenty dollar bet with a buddy. He wanted to. I have the Eagles sweeping the Dallas Cowboys this year. This yeah, one yeah. at home Sunday night again. Big Cowboys game Sunday night before the bye. They get them at home. I have this as an L, but I'm going to change it. They're going to win because they're because they're home. You got they're them not five and one Cowboys. going into the bye. I have them six yeah. and zero. Oh. I have them four and two going into the bye. Oh, the Vikings! The Vikings lost Vikings. to the Vikings. Vikings and Cardinals. And Cardinals. Vikings, Cardinals. Bye week. Sorry. We'll go. We'll do some more here. Home against the Steelers. Yeah, they're still in. The Steelers got to go to them off of a bye. I like the Eagles. I like the Steelers' pass rush. At this point, I hope that the quarterback situation is working out. I like and this in my mind. I wrote this down prior to them obtaining Gardner Johnson, but right. Steelers have a lot of offensive weapons, and I really like Pickens too. I'm still giving the Steelers the W. Here. I love the Steelers. <laughs> I know you do. Um, Eagles. Week nine at the Texans, they're blowing the Texans out. Eagles. Uh, week ten home against Washington, they're beating Washington. Okay, week 11 at the Colts. So, um, but I know we'll get into it one at a time, but this was the three tough games in a row I was talking about, and they get two of them at home, which I think is huge. But um, at the Colts. You haven't given them a loss yet. I wasn't kidding, Jeff. I'm I'm trying to I'm thinking hard about this one. I don't want to give teams losses just because I think they'll have them. I have to go game by game. And the week before they played Washington on a Monday night, short week traveling to Indianapolis. I'm going to give them a loss here. I'm going to give them a loss to Indianapolis. I got the Colts winning. Yeah, that, that's what I'm okay. Saying. Yeah, we lost agree. We agree. We agree. Week twelve, home against the Packers. I like the Eagles here. I like the Packers. Um, I switched one game. There's six. Guys, they don't. There's six. And five. I can't give them another. I can't look at their, the rest of the way. I can't give. I don't just, give them a loss. Start, I don't have it. Just start shouting them. Where, where are we at? You, you, we finished. We just the did the Packers. Yep. 13 <clears> and on. They're home against the Titans. They could lose that game, man. They, they could. I don't think they will. Is what I'm saying. They could. I'll give them the win. They're home. Okay. Uh, at the Giants. That's a win. At the I Bears. Eight. That's a win. That's nine. So this one's tough because it's a three-game road stretch. But then Christmas Eve, they play the Dallas Cowboys. I told you they're splitting with them, so I'm sticking yep. at nine. Then January 1st, the Saints have to go to Philadelphia. I really like the Saints. I don't know if I like them as much as Philly, especially at home. Yeah, but that, that that defense can be nasty for a quarterback. 
right, but give, me, give, a, me, give me the give me the Eagles. That's ten wins. And then they're home against the Giants. That's eleven. So they're eleven wins, and you have them at like fourteen I, and I, I, three. I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them going worse than fourteen and three. I really don't. They the have. Latest... I, I found another hole just thinking. <clears throat> Who's their running back? Don't like say said, Miles Sanders because he no, ain't that good. Well, like they, said, they're running back by committee. Yeah, they're running back by committee. We'll see Miles Sanders on a uh, contract year. We'll see if he if he's running harder. But the way they use Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, this team does do a lot of that uh, fake directions pass out of the back. Their running game is a lot of extended handoffs. So they're not your traditional run team. But again, a lot of they may be average running backs, but with this this O line, there's a lot that they can do. That's why <clears throat> they have a running back by committee. And if you, like me, believe Jalen Hurts can combine for 40 touchdowns this year, rushing and passing, can combine for 40 touchdowns and keep his picks, well, let's say turnovers, to include fumbles, under 15. Going to take more chances having AJ Brown, more jump ball, Dallas Goddard. Let's say he combines for 35 plus touchdowns and less than 15 turnovers. I don't see a way at. Let's try and get off the hype train for a minute. At the Eagles' worst, they are 12 and 5 this season. That is their floor, I think, is 12 and 5. You can say they split with the Cowboys, and then you can say Colts, Packers, Titans, Saints, Cardinals, Vikings. So that is seven games that I believe are losable. Let's say they go four and three in those games. They play a lot of soft. They play a lot of Washington twice, Giants twice, Bears, Saints, again, at home in in January. I don't think that suits them very well. When they play the Packers and Titans, they get them at home. They get the tough Steelers defense at home off of a bye. They get the Cardinals without D-Hop. They get the Jaguars. They get the Lions early. Like I, I hope I've pled my case. If I haven't convinced you yet, I can't convince you. But I encourage you to, if you were like Eagles off the top of your head, 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, I encourage you to look at this schedule and do a deep dive on their roster. They're ready to go. Yeah, I did. I think they're 11-6. and six. Yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> I'm. I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't. I don't see what you see. It's a team. All my um, chips are in the middle. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they have one really good receiver. They have an average quarterback, and they have below average running backs. They're good everywhere else. And if that translates to the season that you're saying, then I guess I'm wrong. But I just don't see it. We'll have to see. I'm excited to see. I'll tell you what, I'll be watching a lot of Eagles games. Also, I told you, like, when we mentioned about backup quarterbacks being, if Jalen Hurts of this play style, I think I think we both like Garner. Not saying he's a world beater, but he yeah. can come in and you can be confident. I like both guys. I like Jalen and Gardner. I think they're both good. Um, Dallas Cowboys. 2021, they went 12-5. and five. Their key ads, wide receiver James Washington, who is now hurt. Is he done for the year? James Washington? Yeah. I believe so. It's definitely an injury that's taken him out for a long time. I just don't know if it's all the year. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. 
So they lose Randy Gregory, but they bring in Dante Fowler, uh, linebacker Anthony Barr, and then rookie first-round pick Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, uh, offensive tackle. So key loss is Randy Gregory. I just mentioned that leaves for the Broncos. Wide receiver Amari Cooper traded to the Browns for nothing. Literally nothing. Um, he was like the first wide receiver domino to fall, and then things blew up. They really got no yeah, value like, out He of went him. for a seventh-round pick, and then Christian Kirk signed an like $84 million dollar deal, and it was like, yeah. wrong guys. You guys put the wrong names on the paper. Yes. And then wide receivers. Tyreek literally got traded, I believe, like a week later for like five pick. It was something crazy. Now, Tyreek is way better than Cooper, but still, Cooper's better than <laughs> six-round pick, whatever they got. Linebacker Vater, v- Leighton Vanderesh is gone. Tight end Blake Jarwin's gone. Wide receiver said Blake Jarwin? No, Leighton Vanderesh. Did he re-sign? I had him as they, a cut. They got him on the depth chart here. Okay, maybe he re-signed then. He was initially released. Maybe, yeah, maybe re-signed. I, mean, I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Tight end Blake Jarwin gone. Cedric Wilson, wide receiver gone. He's in Miami. Uh, tackle Laurel Collins gone. So probably the biggest loss is somebody that was still on the team, but out for a very long time. Tyron Smith, their left tackle is out with a injury. Um, so this is a team that has a lot of losses. I, I don't mean to interrupt yes. you, but um, Leighton Vanderush signed a one-year contract in March. So and then is- retired or he's on the team? No, no, he's on the team. He signed a one-year deal in March, so he is he is on the team. Sorry, but keep going. I just want to get to the bottom of that because I didn't know if this wasn't updated. I didn't want to be looking at something that was not updated. I want to do something real quick. So I want to go back. I want to go back to 2010, okay? And I'm going to start reading some names off. You ready? Yeah. These are two th- – these are – uh. Dallas Cowboys, first-round picks. 2009, they did not have a pick. I'm not sure why. Maybe they traded it. I honestly don't know. It's just not on the list. But uh, 2010, Des Bryant, pretty good player, right? Mm-hmm. Tyron Smith, very good player, oh. as we were just talked. Morris Claiborne, if you guys don't know, he was a cornerback at LSU, sixth overall pick. He was kind of a bust. I don't even know if he's still in the league. Then, 2013, Travis Frederick. All pro center. 2014, Zach Martin, all pro utility lineman. Place him wherever you want. He's known guard, as a guard. Yeah. He's known as a guard. Place him wherever you want. He's been an absolute beast. Zach Martin, Hall of Famer. Okay. First bout Hall of Famer. 2015, Byron Jones, corner out of UConn, was with the team for a while, uh, signed for a massive contract to Miami. He's no longer with the team, but good player. 2016, Zeke Elliott was a very good player at the time. Um, he just caught up with him. He's also a running back. That happens. 2017, Taco Charlton, defensive end out of Michigan, bust. 2018, Leighton Vanderesh, linebacker, uh, was a pro bowler. Um, injuries have definitely been his worst nightmare. Um, it's, it's trouble staying on the field, but it was a good player. Call him what you want. 2019, they did not have a pick. 2020, CeeDee Lamb. Very good player. Probably a pro bowler. 2021, Micah Parsons. We all know how good he is. <clears throat> 2022, Tyler Smith. 
Based off of their draft history, I'm going to assume that Tyro Smith can play. Is that fair? I wanted to get that out before we went any farther because I know you're down on this team. And I needed to make a point. I think Tyler can play. Okay. I think they're going to be all right on the offensive line, especially if they get Tyron Smith back late in the year. Okay. They still have Zach Martin. And most of this line is pretty much the same as last year outside of losing their two tackles. And they drafted one of them. So they're replacing really, I, hypothetically, one tackle. Did, didn't they lose their center as well, I thought? Or am I, I could be wrong? Uh, I don't have anything for a center, but maybe. Okay. Not sure who they replaced him with at that point. Um, ultimately, this is a team that was in the playoffs last year. And it took a bad call. Not a bad call by a referee. A bad play call. And they lost the game. It's on them. They have to look themselves in the mirror. Um, definitely should have won a playoff game. And I forget, honestly, who they even lost to. Was it the Rams? No, it wasn't the Rams. 49ers? Before they played the Packers? Was it the 49ers? Yeah. I think it was the 49ers. Sounds, sounds right. Sounds right. Um. But they have to look themselves in the in the face there. They lose Amari Cooper. That sucks. Running backs are all back. Wide receiver, wide receiver is only CeeDee Lamb. They lose Cedric Wilson. They lose Amari Cooper. That sucks. And they lose Jarwin. Not really sure who the starting tight end is. Dalton Schultz. Oh, that's right. They lost Dal- the it, other guy, Blake Jarwin. Yeah, but Dal- Dalton took a big jump last year. So thank you for reminding me of that. Okay. I'm not sure where you, all your hate comes from. I know they lose Landy Gregory, but they bring in Dante Fowler, who's been a solid pass rusher in this league, gets 10 sacks or so. Where do you like him? Where do you hate him? Let's just I'll let you go there. So as much as I like um, the Eagles, as much as I'm, <clears throat> yeah, like Jalen Hurts taking a step forward. Yeah. They lose Lyle Collins, and then they lose Tyron Smith. And I know we are, you, uh, I'm not going to say I can't have my mind changed, but you talking about all their draft picks in the first round working out, um, we can assume Tyler Smith is going to be able to play. Yeah, I think he's going to play. Yeah. So I still think, though, losing both your Pro Bowl tackles, we're hoping one is replaced. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't believe in at all anymore. Uh, I agree. They, I actually Michael, agree with you. Michael Gallup is coming off of a pretty pretty bad injury last year. They lose but he's Cedric. returning and supposed to yeah. be healthy. No, no, he, he is coming back. I'm just saying off an injury. Hopefully he – but um, he still was the number four option last year on this team. Um, they lose Cedric Wilson. And another big thing – so I just – when it comes to Dak, he's always had – Solid tackle play, a good running game, and Amari Cooper. Like, we know what the stats meant to have Amari Cooper, and they they had players alongside of him. I don't really believe in any of the number twos on this roster. I believe teams are going to take away CeeDee Lamb and say good luck to Dak Prescott. I have to go over these numbers because I know some of you do know them, but some of you don't. I would like to go through Dak's career numbers with and without Amari Cooper. Simply one player. I can't speak to every roster he's ever had, every situation. All I can talk about is with and without Mari Cooper. So it's 44 games with, 
41 games without. So Jeez. we're 12 quarters. It's pretty similar. In the 44 with Amari Cooper, he has 13,084 passing yards. In the 41 without, he has 8,999. So it is 4,000 yards in three games. The passing touchdowns with Amari Cooper is 88. Without 55, it drops 33 touchdowns in three games. So we are now missing 4,000 yards and 33 touchdowns in 12 quarters. Interceptions with Amari Cooper, 27. In the 41 games without, 23. Four interceptions, 33 touchdowns, and 4,000 passing yards without Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper's had Des Bryant next to him, and then he had CeeDee Lamb. He's had Jason Witten, other guys who take – can Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup be that? Personally, I'm betting no. And when he did have other weapons, what did he have? Zach Martin and elite tackle play. Pretty comfortable, and he felt like he could extend plays. No biggie. And what did he have? Turn around and hand it to Zeke, who's going to eat for four or five yards. The line has regressed. The running back that's, I think, second best on their team that they want to go with is declining. I think Dak takes a step back. In this defense, I love Micah Parsons. They lost Randy Gregory, who I believe led their team in sacks, which is tough. Is, are they going to produce the amount of turnovers that they got last year? Is Trayvon Diggs going to repeat what he did? Because what do you think is more likely, Trayvon Diggs giving up 1,000 yards again or getting 14 picks again? I'm going to go with the first option. that He's still going to give up the yards, but I don't think he's going to get that many picks. Could all these things prove me wrong? Sure. I believe their D-line is really average outside of Demarcus Lawrence, but their three linebackers, Anthony Barr, Van Der Esch, and Micah Parsons, I think that's really good. I think their linebacking core is phenomenal. And Micah Parsons may end up just being an edge guy, and they play a third guy. They have Dante Fowler on the roster, Jabril Cox, other guys. I, I just think – I do want to say real quick, because I was talking about Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler was drafted very high in Jacksonville. He's actually only had one good season. It was with the Rams in 2019. He's never had over 10 sacks except for once. I mean, he's not even an elite pass rusher. I was wrong. He's just a name at this point. It, and also, you look at the Cowboys. Let's just take in division. If I am high in the Eagles and low in the Cowboys, the Cowboys swept the Eagles last year. Yep. I think the Eagles are going to sweep them this year. So that takes them from 12-5 and five to 10-7. and seven. If I think they've regressed on the offensive line, running back, quarterback, won't get as many turnovers, that's how I see the team. Let's mm-hmm. assume that one or two of those losses is going to change. I see this team as somewhere from seven to ten wins. Would that get them in the playoffs in the NFC? I don't know. When I go into my full 272 games and get the Cowboys in there, I'm curious to see what they are. But, however... I have a hard time believing in this Cowboys team and also having the first place schedule. They have a little bit more difficult of a schedule and is where I see the Eagles having two wins as the Cowboys. I already see the Cowboys having two losses sequently to the Eagles. That is just my belief. So there is a reality where this team wins 11 or 12 games again. But the one thing I haven't got to and the one thing I'm most certain of is there is 32 coaches in the NFL, and I don't know how one of them is Mike McCarthy. They're terrible at penalties. 
They're terrible situationally. It was their downfall at the end of the year. I think this team has a coach firing at some point. I think Dan Quinn might take over the team. I think Jerry Jones is too involved. I just think that the whole Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy look, I just don't think is, I just don't like what's going on there. So mixed with the players and the roster regress, love Kellen Moore. I think he's done a good job with Dak. I think Dak does put up yards, but again, he's lost a lot on that offense, I think. So if there's a team I have regressing a ton, it's the Cowboys. And I might have them regressing, let's just even say, five wins. They're still second in their division. I don't think this team is a team that you can just write off. And if they end up beating the Eagles, like I don't think they will. But if they do, this team's in contention to win the division and host a playoff game again. So it could go either way. But as high as I am on the Eagles, and sequently I'm taking a step back on the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to be dog water. I'm not saying four-win team. I just think this team was 12-5. and five. I say no chance to that. I say no chance of repeating it, something like that. Yeah, I think 12-5 and five is probably far-fetched. To be fair, I struggle to give any team in today's NFL 12 wins. Ah, it's really good. It's so hard. I like the bad teams. If you're not the Giants or Bears, I, I kind of want to watch you play football. Yeah, and that that's one of the reasons I'm being so hard on you with the Eagles. And <clears> it's hard to agree because it's like – Dude, 12, and a, 12 wins is a shit ton. I just I don't see the improvements in the Eagles. But again, we're not going back to the Eagles. We're staying with the Cowboys. But um, I do see some regression with the Cowboys. And I've said that there's probably regression. But I, And I think that the Eagles and Cowboys are going to battle it down to the last week. When do they finally play each other the last week? Is it the last week of the year? Oh, uh, let me see here. No. Wow. Let me guess. The Cowboys play the Reds, the, not the Redskins, the Commanders last week of the year. They always play Washington the last week of the year. It's so stupid. It they, needs to play, be the they play week six, October 16th at Sunday night. And then they are one of the 425 games on Christmas, <clears throat> Christmas Eve. Okay. This division, the driver's seat will be determined in that game. That's how close these two teams are. I know you think the Eagles are in the light years. I don't. But I also don't think the Cowboys are light years. I think the Cowboys took a step back. The Eagles did take a step forward. Lots of good players here. Lots of good players. A.J. Brown, Pascal, Davis, Kobe Dean, Vlad. Lots of good players here. But I think maybe where we differ, while I don't have Dak 10, I don't have him 20. He's probably somewhere in the 12 range. And I have Jalen probably in that 16, 17 range. There's just a disparity there. I also think that C. Lamb's probably a slightly better than A.J. Like, if we're starting to really start naming these things, I like the running game better for the Cowboys, though the offensive line, I agree, is better. Um, We just disagree. Yeah, that emotion for you guys watching, that wasn't it, Jeff. I just – Going through it right now, I've been a little sick the last few days. You're you're no, good. No, I just uh, for me the Cowboys and the Eagles are both nine to eleven win teams, and we're gonna see who essentially prospers from those. Yep. Week one, Sunday night football, Cowboys. I'm getting a little bit of connection here. Come on, come back to me, Jeff. Oh no. Internet. Dang. Connection. 
that should have been caught on camera. That should have been. I'm hoping it's on there. All right, small technical difficulty. My bad. Sunday night football, home against the Bucks. Cowboys, Bucks. Um, Bucks are having some issues, but I still think they're better than the Cowboys week one. Yes, loss to the Cowboys. Yeah, this is a tough way to start the season because it's it's back to back home opener. Um, Jerry World, I'm sure it's going to be packed, but you get Tom Brady and then you get Joe Burrow. Bengals come to town. I like the Bengals to beat the Cowboys. I do too. Yeah. Week three, Monday night football at the Giants. This is their first win of the year. I like this one here. Cowboys. Week four, home against Washington. Another home game. This time they win. Win. Okay. Uh, Week five at the Rams. Probably a half home game for them. Not enough. Rams win. Loss. Week six, Sunday night football at the Eagles. I just changed that to an Eagles W, so that's a loss for them. Yep. Okay, so I got them at two and six. I'm sorry, two, two, and, two and four. And, and you got them at two and four. We agree so far. Yeah. Week seven, uh, home against the Lions. That's a W for me. I like the Lions. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, That's one of my big upset picks. As you can see, Hard Knocks hopeful going into the team I'm the lowest on in terms of taking a step back. Give me give me Dan Campbell. Week eight, home against the Bears. I got another W. The poor Bears. We're at four and four now, at least for me. I'm bye at three week. and five. Okay, bye week. At the Packers. I have that as a W. Cowboys loss. go into Green Bay and win. You have it as a loss. Yeah. Okay. Week eleven. At the Vikings, I have that as a loss. Loss. So they're five and five for me. You have them at what? I have them at three and seven. Tough. So Sunday or tough not open. Sunday? You got Vikings, Packers. Yeah, Rams, no, Eagles, for sure. Bengals. That's tough. Yeah, literally. So, Bucks are one of the Super Bowl favorites. Bengals are one of the Super Bowl favorites. Rams are one of the Super Bowl favorites. Packers are always talked about as a Super Bowl favorite. That's in your first nine games. Yeah, it's very tough. Um, Thursday night football, week 12, home against the Giants. That's another W. Yep, win. Okay, I'm in six and five. Sunday night football, the very next week, that's their fifth primetime game, week 13, home against the Colts. That's a loss, six and six. Loss. I don't have any more, but at I this get, point. I the rest if you, if you want me to go. Go, go ahead. We'll just. Um, after home against the Colts, they're home against the Texans. That's a win. I think that's a win. Then they're at the Jaguars. That's a win. I think it's a win. Then they're home against the Eagles. I have that as a win. So that's right. nine and six now. Then they're at the Titans Thursday night, short week after playing Philly. Give it to me. Ten and six. I like the Titans. And then they're win at, four in a row. at Washington. I like that to be a win. Eleven and six. Uh, see, I have them winning this. I have them end the year five and five wins in a row. I have them That's seven where, and ten because I have them losing to the Eagles, Titans, and then I could see the wheels falling off the ship, and then just getting caught by a team that has nothing to lose in Washington yeah. if they do lose back to back going into the last game of the year, and then Washington could catch them. But I'm not going to mark that down as a Washington win. I have it as a Cowboys win. But I've done this. This team, with a couple different mindsets over the last two weeks, looking at it from different angles, 
I've had him at six and eleven once and seven and ten twice. Let's just say I give him the Lions game that I picked. I have him at eight and nine. Like that's where I have him somewhere between seven and ten and nine and eight. That's where I have yeah. the Cowboys. And if I have the Eagles to where I'm struggling to find a loss, I mean I think Eagles winning the division is a no brainer for me. Okay. But Jen, I know um, you listened to the show. You were waiting for this at the end, and anybody else that gets around to, I'm sure on the live shows, I'll be happy to say what I've thought about the Cowboys again. Um, that's the fun of this. Let me know. Let me know when I'm wrong. Cowboys come out, beat the Bucks, beat the Bengals, bam, bam, two home games, start off two and zero. I mean, this thing could go. But two more things before we wrap it up. You yeah. didn't do that this time. Um, do you have the over under Vegas's for these teams? Oh shoot, I can go grab them real quick. It won't take long. Okay. While you're doing that, please go out, follow us, join Spotify Live. Uh, week one, 11 to noon, we're going to be talking all your favorite games. We're going to have a new segment on there this year we're pretty excited about. Um, it'll be a year-long segment, um, keeping track of certain things. Um, also, if you've missed the division breakdown, go back, listen to them all. I think they've all been pretty good. Uh, we've done all of them pretty much justice. <laughs> The AFC West one has a QB rankings draft at the very end. Um, last week, we did a North and South double episode. Go back and listen to that from the NFC. Are you ready for some over-unders? You got them? All right, let's start. Let's start with the Giants, if you can. Seven and a half. Not a chance. Smash Way that under. I'm, I'm trying to see if I click the wrong team. No, seven and a half. Okay. That's Under. outrageous. Washington. Under. Okay. Wash. Eight and a half. Whew. Under. Way under. Eagles. I know you're not as high as me, but we're smashing the over at nine and a half. Because I like them at ten. They're get they're getting ten wins. I, mean, I like them at ten. Yep. And then the Dallas Cowboys. Nine and a half. Ten and a half. I gave him 11 wins. That's an easy under for me. It's an over for me. I think I might alt win that one down if I can. To be honest, though, I don't bet that. I don't bet that because I have met 10 or 11. So, I, you know what I mean? It's too much of a flip. But last thing Cowboys under it? eight and a half plus 220. You might have to, might have to dabble into it. Who wins this division? The Philadelphia Eagles. I got the Dallas Cowboys. But I think it fills out the rest, right? We have Giants at the bottom, Washington in third. Yeah. yeah. Washington's a distant third, though. They might win yeah, five games. Poor Washington, man. That's a that's a tough go on the schedule, that middle bunch we ran through. Yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, Titans, Bears, Packers, Colts, Vikings, Eagles. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. just haymakers, man. Yeah, we might just be too hard on teams. Maybe, maybe teams are just way better than we think. That's why. <laughs> that's why we get get a chance to yeah. go through the entire schedule and yeah, we see what's what. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap for me. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. I think that's good. Okay. 
Uh, bold predictions next week. Make sure you give it a listen. Make sure you give this a listen. Make sure you give uh, the other breakdowns a listen. If you uh, have any questions, write in. Follow us on Facebook, Real Talk Podcast. Um, we'll see you next time. We're out. See you guys. Real Talk.